episode two of end to end in season two uh the boys are back tv joe and flags what's going on boys not much these are uh looking bittersweet right now their defense looks like shit <laughs> uh even though they're they're scoring a lot but uh yeah it's been a busy week uh, i was working lots this week i hit overtime so oh. nice that's always nice <laughs> um this weekend uh got canadian thanksgiving yeah that's right yeah 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 so if our american listeners do not know we celebrate thanksgiving in october not the end of november so this is our weekend to eat a ton <laughs> and to make sure we have elastic jeans yeah that is key for this weekend <laughs> yeah no belts on for to for monday and sunday if whatever whether you celebrate it on sunday or monday um I guess Swaggy Canucks kind of in the news because the Canucks named their uh, 14th captain in NHL history uh, with their franchise. So Bo Horvat is the captain. Uh, I know we had some thoughts about when we interviewed him, and I know he was very excited for Bo Horvat to get the captaincy, but I just want to get your guys' opinion on this. I mean, it was kind of a no-brainer for me. He's kind of been their unofficial captain for the last couple years now. Uh, I, I think it's a good move. I think they need a captain now someone to look up to, someone to um, kind of take responsibility when times are tough, and he's that guy now. Yeah, I'm not surprised at this at all either. Like, when they did the thing where it was, like, the four assistants going into the year, because, like, they started on the road, and it was their 50th anniversary, so it was kind of weird to see that they, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll have four alternatives for, like, a week, and then we'll name a captain a week into the season, which is weird, but, like, I get yeah. why they did it, and... Like, Bo Horvat was not a surprise at all. He was kind of groomed by the Sedins yep. uh, until they retired. And then, like, everyone, all Canucks fans, everyone expected Horvat to be named captain because he is a leader on that team. He's, like, two-way, good scorer. You know, he does everything right. So, Bo Horvat for Vancouver Canucks captain is a no-brainer. Yeah, that was actually really weird how they started with four A's and then... On the game where they actually named him captain, he came out as an assistant captain at first, which is kind of weird. And then mm-hmm. they called him to center ice. And then, yeah, he was named captain from, I, I don't remember the other player, but Henrik Sedin was obviously one of them. And then uh, another player was there. And then, yeah, they gave him the jersey, put it on. And, yeah, he was the captain. It's kind of weird. The Kings were on the ice while watching it. So, I mean, and they got clobbered in that game. Well, they got destroyed. Yeah. That was so. one of my Battle of the Buds picks, too. So, <laughs> I picked that one right. Yeah, Kings aren't very good, be very good at all this year. Again, which no. is unfortunate for Drew Doughty because Drew Doughty seems to be high on the Kings this year, but uh, no one else in the league <laughs> seems to be high on so. uh, Drew Doughty just hates to lose. And then, like, honestly. I remember before he signed that massive extension in LA, like, eight years, 88 million, like, winning was such a big, like, thing with him on where he was going but then he re-upped in LA which I found yeah. weird because they're on like the downtrend of like their window yep so I think he honestly was like yeah just give me the dough like I was just BSing the whole time <laughs> <laughs> honestly well Drew Duddy will be coming up uh later in the episode when we talk about some other news and awards yeah. we will be giving out um what do you guys want to talk about now doesn't matter want to go into well, the awards I want to or... talk about I want to talk about the disappointing rookies right now in the, okay. in the friggin' NHL because, like, Jack Hughes hasn't been doing <laughs> shit. Zero points. Uh, you have Capo Caco, who only played two games, uh, but he, he hasn't done anything either. He hasn't put up any points. Uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'm kind of the rookie class this year. 
hasn't been very exciting so far. It's still very early, but it's still. Yep. Yeah. No, um, yeah, oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, oh, yeah. So I was going to say, like, the only one that's been producing, and this guy came out of absolutely nowhere. <laughs> I know you're talking. It's Victor Olofsson of the Sabres, who was a seventh round pick <laughs> in 2014. So this guy's like 24 years old, finally making his NHL debut. I think he's got like four or five goals already on the season. Yep. Almost all of them are on the power play. Buffalo's like chugging along right now. They mm-hmm. they look like they could do They're some hot. damage. I know it's early, but like they could score some goals. And I think he's the only one that's kind of been like impressive. Like Nick Suzuki on Montreal has been horrible to say <laughs> the least. Like they should honestly send his ass down. But did you see uh, Jonathan Drouin bought Nick Suzuki's? parents um tickets when they came to toronto yeah to yeah i did the that was kind of nice I, of them the only thing that's extremely questionable but i think i was cleared up so what happened was like you would think that suzuki who's getting paid like 800k would <laughs> be able to buy the tickets himself right but apparently they, they, they get their paychecks every two weeks so oh. since it was the first week of the season he had he didn't get like a paycheck at all yet so he had basically had no money to buy them so like after that was kind of explained, then it made it like better, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So he didn't have a, he didn't have enough money at the time. No, like he had like That's nothing. Why. Like he got paid like yesterday, basically. Okay, well, it makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. Then it makes like sense. what four million? <laughs> yeah, five point five actually. Oh, okay, well. You got some money in the bank. Yeah, but speaking about other rookies, uh, Victor Olsson, obviously very good. He has, but. On the downside of it, he has not scored an even-strength goal in his NHL career, dating back to last year as well. Uh, he scored, I think, two power play goals last year, so he does not have an even-strength goal, which is not very good. Um, another rookie's kind of been doing good kind of under the radar is Quinn Hughes. Uh, I think he has like three or four points or something like that on the year, but he's been playing really good for the Canucks. And, and that 8-2 win, obviously you're going to shine when it's the LA Kings you're playing against, but, I mean, he's pretty good this year. That was like my bold prediction that Quinn would be better than Jack, man. He's already like making <laughs> me look good on that promise. Well, yeah, he scored his first NHL goal against the Kings as yeah, well. So he ripped too. It was a rip. Yeah, three yeah, points. Yeah, that was games. a that was a eight to two. That was a blowout that game. Yeah. All right, so it's transitioning to the teams who are having great starts, and one of them is one that I thought was extremely lucky last year. And the Carolina Hurricanes, they play a game where they basically don't allow you to take shots and they take all the shots and they score all the goals and they win all the games. They're right now 5-0 and to start the season. And they just look like, I don't know, like they just play very good defense. Their goaltending doesn't have to do too much. I know one game they played Florida, like Reimer stood on his head and, they, and I think they won that game. Oh, yeah, they obviously did win that game. <laughs> so Reimer set on his head one game, and I don't know, like, I have Morazic in my fantasy, and he basically makes, like, 25 saves a game, basically. Like, the defense is just kind of shutting down other teams' forwards. By taking shots. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, they do have good defense. I mean, when you have Slavin, Hamilton, um, Gardner, Edmondson. Pesci. Yeah. When you have, like, kind of shut down guys like that, it's pretty good, damn good in Carolina right now. Uh, best start in franchise history, as we mentioned as well. Um, and kind of another other team that's kind of surprising right now is the Edmonton Oilers. Um, they're 
more likely to downcline during the year. So I don't expect them to continue this. But if they do, that's great. And that's probably because of McDavid, number 97 on their team. Uh, he's playing amazing as well. Uh, as well as James Neal. He's playing unbelievable. He has... I, I, well, Flager put the stat in, so Flager can mention it. But no, James, James Neal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has more goals right now than uh, the Minnesota Wild and the Arizona Coyotes. He has seven goals right now, and the Wild have six. The Coyotes have five. And then Chicago Blackhawks have seven goals, so he's tied with them right now. So that's kind of crazy. Because <laughs> like, most of these teams yeah. have played like same amount of games. I mean, the Blackhawks only played two, but... Still, like that—that's a—that's kind of a crazy stat. Well, he scored four goals in one game versus the New York Islanders. Yep. So that kind of helps, and I mean, as much as Edmonton does look good, as mentioned before, they're probably going to die down during the year. I mean, it's kind of a peak for right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Mike Smith's playing good. He's two and zero. Miko Koskin, I believe, is one and one. I I believe, or two and two and one, or something like that. Um. Yeah, they're doing very good, the Edmonton Oilers, right now, but their depth is horrible, so it's going to definitely die down during the year. You know who else is looking very good right now? Who else, player? And I'm Ducks. Out oh. of nowhere. They're tied for first in the Pacific right now, I believe. And you know what's even crazier? Not the fact that they're 4-1, and one, but the fact that they were, they're on a three- or four-game road trip right now, mm-hmm. and they won two games on the road. That's kind of crazy. Wings uh, and the Blue Jets and they lost to the Penguins. But, uh, like, that's – they're coming out of nowhere, and they're looking kind of good. They're in low-scoring games, but they're coming through with the wins, and that's what matters at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just have something about the Anaheim Ducks for a minute. Um, last year, they had a tremendous start to the year and had to do with John Gibson. And, again, John Gibson is definitely bailing them out in games this year as well. But last year, they won their – they won five out of their first seven games – so don't really uh, get your hopes high on the Anaheim Ducks, even though they're 4-1. They're, again, going to die down because that's what all the teams do at the beginning of the year. When they peak like this, they're going to die down eventually. And then after those five game, five wins and seven games for the Ducks last year, they lost their next four games. So uh, <laughs> hmm. don't look high on the Anaheim Ducks this year again because their depth is also not very good like the Edmonton Oilers. But... They do have a franchise goalie in John Gibson to bail them out every night. So I want to talk about the Bruins for a second, too, because they're another team that started the season on the road. Uh, actually, they started the season in the West, too. They started out in Dallas, then they went to Arizona, and then Vegas, and they won all three of those games on the road. Then they just lost on, I think it was Wednesday night, to the Colorado Avalanche. But yeah. that's kind of crazy. Going 3-1 and one on the road to start the season, That's they're looking good right now. They're looking strong. Yep, their first line's playing good. Two grass playing good. Their defense playing good. So they deserve it. Yep. I got Marshan Bergeron my fantasy. Marshan's been good. Bergeron, eh, not so much. But he <laughs> he'll just, pick it up. Get, he'll pick it up. Yeah, he, he's got a couple points, but like he's not like lighting up the world on fire. Marshan's been good. Pasternak's picked it up the past few games. So the Bruins are rolling, coming home. Um, yeah, who do they play tonight, actually? They play um, uh, the Yotes. Yeah, so that should be another W, honestly. <laughs> should be, but... <laughs> Especially at home. But we'll see. Yeah, the first game at home. I think I think Antti Ranta starting tonight. Yeah, his first start in, I think, Almost 14 a year. months. 
like, it was crazy. I think I saw something. He hasn't played a, a game since November 27th last year, so 2018. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's <laughs> horrid. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely going to be uh, and Kemper's definitely like, be cold. Kemper's been, like, unreal. Like, he has a record of 1-2, and two, and he has, like, a 960 save percentage. Like, the Coyotes just pretty don't good. score goals, as Flager no. mentioned with Neil. They have five goals in, like, three games, I think. Like, that's embarrassing and they added yep. Bill mm-hmm. Kessel in the offseason yes well their power play has not looked good at all Ekman Larson is Keller over looks like a pumpkin that guy looks like a bust already he has like <laughs> I don't even think he has a point Ekman Larson I don't nothing. think so either nope it's like uh, Kessel I think has like, one point I think their goalies are just like okay we're gonna make like 90 saves can you score two goals and they're like no no they don't <laughs> no <laughs> well they literally don't they don't, yeah, they don't they score no I know I know I don't know. But no, did we expect them to be good? No. I mean, no. I expect them to be better, especially same as Castle. last year. Like, if I would expect a late, more than five goals in three games. Yeah, definitely more than five goals in two in three games. Did you guys see? This is a bit off topic, but I want to talk about Carter freaking save on oh Taylor my God, Hall. That was Dude, unreal. I was pissed not because the save was, but because Taylor Hall's team that was a free goal and he just absolutely came out of nowhere and just robbed him I, i'm pretty sure that would have made the game 2-1 for philly so uh, new jersey obviously getting the one goal that would have put them one goal uh to get in the third period uh for the devils that that was that was a robber that's save of the year right now like, that was a that was nice save. and then he packed it with a shutout his first nhl shutout for carter hart so yeah congrats to him as well yeah. Uh, and the Flyers, by the way, they're two and zero as well. They're undefeated. I mean, they only played <laughs> two, two games, <laughs> but uh, I think I don't remember who they're playing today, but I think it was someone good. Oh, they're playing the Canucks in Vancouver today. Yeah. They're on their Canadian Western road trip. Yeah, I think. So. I think they're starting it. Yeah. Uh, do we kind of want to keep talking about the Philadelphia Flyers right now? Oh yeah, about. And how he was chirping PK Subban. Well, not chirping him because he can't really speak. But uh, <laughs> there was a photo on Instagram that I saw earlier this week when the Devils were in Philadelphia playing the Flyers uh, in that game. I was talking about Gritty was standing behind Subban by the boards and had a sign, and the sign said uh, Lindsay could do better, and the arrows were pointing to <laughs> Gritty's face. So I thought that was pretty funny. Gritty, man. Gritty just being gritty. I mean, it works. Probably the best mascot. He's the most popular mascot in sports right now, for sure. Yeah, he's like, 100%. and he's only one year old. Yeah, I know. Not even. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, and speaking Anyways. of the Flyers as well, they also inducted a Rage Room into their arena. Uh, oh, yeah. Wells Fargo Center has now a new room, the Rage Room, and this will be a combination of. Before we talked about it, I think Joe said TVs, plates, vases, vases, whatever you say, how you say that. Um. I think I I hope they implement other teams' logos onto stuff because I know you mentioned that player. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So like what Nashville does, the Smashville, they do the car and then they have the logo, of the team who they're versing the playoff. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. So That's yeah, what that like, reminds it's kind of like that. So I really hope they do that. Um, they have a lot th- a lot of things to rage about those Philadelphia Flyers fans. They haven't had a goalie in over three decades or four now decades, they got one. and now they do. So hopefully. Carter Hart can stay that for their franchise because that would be awesome for them. And hopefully they can get into the playoffs and win some games, win some series. So, Yeah, I'm pro Philly this year. I think they'll be good if Hart is good. 
All right, let's transition to our awards section. So we're going to start off with Hard Hat of the Week. So this is, again, awarded to the best player in the NHL this past week of play. So each of us have picked a player that have won the Hard Hat for us. And Thomas, why don't you start us off? Well, um, in the past week, I've heard this name countless times in trades, in the news. Oh, what do you want for this guy? He's pretty good. He has this many goals. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say it. It's Anthony Mantha. I mean, this guy deserves all the credit he's getting right now. He has five goals, five points, zero assists, though, which is kind of bad. But uh, five goals, two of them on the power play, two game-winning goals and seven hits. In the past week of hockey, uh, he's up against the Leafs tonight. And obviously, when a guy is doing hot coming into a game versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, he's definitely going to score and definitely get a point. So Anthony Manta has been uh, amazing for the Detroit Red Wings this season. He has eight points in four games, six goals, two assists. So uh, he also had a four-goal game this week. And just want to quickly mention that um, this guy we're talking about, he probably doesn't listen to the podcast. He just clicks the link but doesn't listen at all to this. But he had two guys on his fantasy team with four-goal games, James Neal and Anthony Manta this year. How lucky is that? Yeah, that is pretty lucky. I'm lucky. And he'll ask to trade for like Crosby and McKinnon. Yeah. Which I'm lucky because uh, I have Tyler Bertuzzi on my fantasy team and he's playing with Anthony Mantha and Dylan Larkin on that first line. So yep. Bertuzzi's been racking up a lot of fantasy points uh, so far for me on my but, team. But like we said, I mean, Flager, like we said during the offseason, and you said this, I remember even you saying it. Like, yeah, the that first was my sleeper. Detroit, the first that line was for my Detroit sleeper, yeah. is going to be good and they're definitely doing that right now but does it last the whole season i don't know uh does mantha get 40 goals 30 goals i think he can if he can stay consistent but 30 well, with for larkin sure. centering you i think it's realistic yeah you're gonna do a great job in there so yeah detroit's doing good anthony Mantha's doing good so yeah that's my pick for hard hat of the week all right let's move on to my pick um this is a more obvious pick i think uh, i'm going with patrick line because in three games this past seven days, he has three goals, five assists, nine shots on goal, ten hits, four block shots, and two multi-point games. Um, he played against the Penguins, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday night. I don't really remember exactly off the top of my head. He had three assists against them. And then went on to dominate on Thursday night against the Minnesota Wild. He put up two goals. One of them was an empty netter, but he still played really, really good. Uh, he got two assists in that game. One of them, one of his goals, by the way, was a beautiful one-timer from Mark Shifley. Uh, yeah, and then nice. one of his assists, I don't know if you guys saw his assist to Kyle Connor in that game, but he uh, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> basically just undressed a Minnesota defender. I don't remember who it was and set up Kyle Connor for a, a nice backdoor wide open look. So that was, he. he's looking really good. Patrick Line and the Winnipeg Jets are, the, I think they're uh, looking like themselves. I know we weren't high on them. We talked about it before yeah. at the beginning of the episode. We weren't high on them heading into the season just because of their, their contract situation wasn't really uh, set out in stone yet. Dustin yeah. Bufflin hasn't been playing because mm-hmm. uh, whatever his case is, <laughs> I don't even know what his deal is. Uh, yeah, we don't know. But anyways, Line is back. Line is back, and uh, he's looking pretty good. I won't be surprised if he goes on a cold streak within the next month or so, but uh, he's looking good right now, so my hard hat is on. So I'm going to go back to the Edmonton Oilers and back to the real deal, James Neal. 
<laughs> well, like Thomas said, this guy who just barely does not listen to the podcast <laughs> has doesn't. both of these guys in fantasy. In the same week, they scored four goals. I might have been on the same night, honestly. Uh, one night apart. One night apart. I think it was one night apart. So four goals for Neil, then four goals for Mantha. Neil is currently ranked first in our fantasy league. And he basically asked to trade me, Bergeron and Marchand, but I could not take Neil, which I would not <laughs> want in the first place. <laughs> but anyways, so the real deal. So he had a four-goal game. He has seven goals on the season, which matches his total from last year in 63 <laughs> games with the Calgary Flames. So he has two game-winning goals this season, five power play points, I think four goals or five goals. And then he has five goals just this week alone because of the four-goal game. Yep. So the real deal, like, if this guy doesn't get 25, like, this guy's, <laughs> it would be a disaster. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, I know he's getting the puck fed to him by McDavid, Dreisaitl, but he's, like, he's finishing. Yeah. Which he did not do in Calgary. He's playing with those guys. He's getting the job done. Again, this is a torrid start. Like, the guy's on pace for, like, 160-something goals, which won't happen. <laughs> So that's if, freaking if ridiculous. Yeah, if he finishes with like twenty-five to thirty, like that's realistic, especially with this hot start. And then that trade with with Lucic and the Flames, my God, man! If yep. I was a Flames fan, I would be hammered right now. That yeah, it is looks a great. terrible trade. It looks worse. They basically at this point, Lucic has two fights this year, so he looks even like a worse player than he was in Edmonton because he's a, just a borderline goon at this point. <laughs> And then you have the real deal just sniping everywhere. He's every shot he takes is a rip. So out of boy Oilers, man. You haven't had much good happening to you since you <laughs> after McDavid. So I'm happy this one worked out for you. <laughs> it has right now, but hopefully it can during the season. That'd be nice for Edmonton, man. Like just to get that winger that McDavid needed. And it's yeah. James Neal of all people for Milan Lucic. Uh that's concerning for the Flames and going to be mentioned later with my quote of the week what you say so maybe we'll, we'll see about that and yeah that wraps up the hard hat award winners um we'll go to the new segment we introduced this week uh we didn't mention it the first week but uh the golden plunger and this award is given to the biggest underperformers of the week whether it's a team player a management uh maybe they make a dumb trade or a dumb signing like uh <clears throat> jared spurgeon or <clears throat> james neal from milan lucic uh, things like that will be mentioned uh, in this segment called the Golden Plunger. So flush that toilet for me. All right, let's get it going. Uh, the first underperformer of the week for me is going to be the San Jose Sharks. And why do I say the San Jose Sharks after they won a game? Well, because the first four games of the season, uh, they only scored five goals in four games, and they lost all four games. Martin Jones is at it again with his great save percentage, his great goals against average and their goalie dynamic duo of Aaron Dell and Martin Jones are absolutely incredible this year. Uh, their stats show it. So good for the San Jose Sharks. Once again, uh, Peter DeBoer absolutely coaching his lines. Like he is Mike Babcock on team Canada. Absolutely great line laps. Uh, they added Patrick Marlowe who scored two goals for them. Almost won them the game, won them the game. And he did win them the game. Five, four win over the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, obviously I'm not happy about this because my guy, Thomas Hurdle on my fantasy team, is pointless through five games in the season. And he his name is Thomas Hurdle. He's pretty good at hockey. So uh, San Jose is off to a bad start, but hopefully they can get it together. And they've won versus Chicago Blackhawks 5-4, as I just mentioned. 
But this San Jose team had a lot of expectation going this year with Eric Carlson finally being healthy, Logan Couture being named captain. Uh, losing Pavelski obviously was a big loss. But this team is filled with a lot of talent. They have Kevin LeBanc on that amazing deal, Timo Meyer on a new deal. So there's a lot of expectation for the San Jose Sharks team. They didn't meet it in the first four games, but hopefully in the next stretch of games they can. I guess I'm next. Uh, we talked a little bit about disappointing rookies in the league earlier on in the episode. My plunger is going to Jack Hughes because he has no points so far this season, let alone this last week. And really the only stats he's been putting up are face-offs. And his face-off percentage is brutal. It's 43%. He's not looking good. The Devils aren't looking good. I'll admit, I was high on the Devils coming into the season. I will admit that. Uh, just because I really thought they improved their team all around. Uh, they don't really have goaltending, but man, Jack Hughes. There was a lot of hype about him yeah. coming in and upgrading that Devils offense. He has not looked good at all, man. Nope. That's a big problem. I'd be worried if I were a Devils fan right now. But, uh, yeah, Jack Hughes, is he's getting my plunger this week. Even, like, on, in the international stage, he does absolutely nothing. Like, I'm not trying to rip the guy because he's, like, three years younger than me, for God's sake. But, like, every time, like, World Juniors didn't do much. World Championships did nothing, like. He's, like, the consensus number one overall pick, which he was picked. Like, he's a good player, but, like, mm-hmm. people were, like, obsessed with him going into the draft. And, like, he did nothing to impress me at all. He was, like, an average, like, young player that's, like, decently skilled. Like, he's only 5'11", so he doesn't have height working for him. He doesn't have, like, an unreal shot. Like, I just don't know what he's going to be, honestly. I think he's just trying to adapt right now. Obviously, he's new to the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a he's a rookie, obviously, <laughs> but um, I mean, I think it'll take him time to kind of get used to the play in the NHL and and keep up. Uh, I mean, in the past, we've seen Matthews. His debut in the NHL was freaking ridiculous. Actually, three years ago today was the debut of Austin Matthews. So was it actually? Yes, three years ago today, four goal game. That would oh, be a very late year. Yeah, yeah that was a late start. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Anyways, and then McDavid, when he came into the league, like he was, he looked very good. But I think Jack Hughes to McDavid or an Austin Matthews, and it's going to take him time. Honestly, yeah. he's, he's not in the same stratosphere of those two players, even like at all. Not, a, not at all. Yeah, not, not yet. Hopefully he can get there, but right now he's not looking like it. Yeah. Okay, so my, speaking of Toronto, my golden plunger of the week goes to the Leafs defense. So we recorded the last episode before the Habs and Leafs game on Saturday, last Saturday night, which I thought Montreal would win, which they did, but barely. But in that game, Toronto had a 4-1 lead, which they absolutely blew. <laughs> At one point was 5-4 with a minute left. They pulled the goalie. Matthews, who torches the Habs, like I said last week already, scored his <laughs> second of the game to tie it. And then Montreal won in shootout. And then, so that's already six goals against in that game. And then they play the Blues. They play a pretty solid game. They only lose 3-2. But some of the goals were like either defensive mishaps, like the Braden Shen goal. And then the Petrangelo goal was like the winger wasn't covering Petrangelo at all. Mm-hmm. And then and then we head into the Tampa game, which was a, a crapshoot. Like the, that was a shootout in the first yeah, period. It was 4-3. Tampa mm-hmm. the over sorry I want to interrupt you the yeah. over in that game like the 
if you bet the total and you had the over, you hit it in the first period. Like, that was just crazy. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Tampa won that game 7-3. But, like, just, like, some of the the goals, like, the defense looked terrible. Like, Riley yeah. got walked on the Schadenkirk oh goal. Like, it was horrible. Like, for the, being his their best defenseman, Riley, like, he just has not looked good this season so far. Like, defensively, like, he's got the points. Mm-hmm. But, like, just the, his reads are bad. His stick isn't there. And then they obviously added Tyson Berry this offseason, who, it, again, isn't known for his defensive prowess, but he looks lost in the defensive zone <laughs> sometimes. It's not like he's got a ton of points to back up his offense either right now. I know he's still getting used to the Leafs and stuff, but mm-hmm. they kind of revamped that defense. It looks better on paper than it did last year, and it's like performing the same, I would say. Yeah, or worse. Or worse, yeah. yeah. So, worse. I, so I'm going to give the Leafs defense the golden plunger. Their offense has been fine. It's like... Their defense, they can't stop anyone from scoring. It's just, like, terrible breakdowns in their own zone. Yeah, yeah I saw um, earlier on in the week that it, it's not – this stat doesn't apply anymore just because teams have, uh, like, played more games and more goals has, have been scored. But the Leafs at some point this week had the most goals for in the NHL and the worst goal differential. So that just goes to show that's how many goals against they're giving up. Yeah. Anyways, that stat doesn't apply anymore, but at one point this week, that, that was a thing. And um, even with the Golden Plunger Award being awarded to the Leafs defense by Joseph, uh, just one player that could be easily mentioned in that is Kasperi Kapanen. First of yeah. all, he threw his broken stick at Jeff Petrie, which cost yeah. them a goal, penalty shot goal. Oh, That's no. a dumb mishap. Against the Blues, he was the guy who did not mark Alexander Petrangelo. Alexander Petrangelo obviously got the game-winning goal in that game. Uh, I think that was his 400th career game or 400th career. I don't know, something 400 in that game anyways. But Kapanen uh, obviously has been struggling this year, and he's been getting a lot of blame for being on that first line and kind of dragging Tavares and Martyr down. So I would even include him in that mix because there's been a lot of talk about Cappy the past week, how his bad performance is, and it didn't look good on Thursday night versus the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning and against the Montreal Canadiens and against the St. Louis Blues. So hopefully that guy, man... He's fast, and he has the skills to do it, and hopefully he can score a goal or something to kind of wash away all the negative thoughts about him around Toronto. So, yeah, the Leafs def- defense should definitely be included. Uh, Jack Hughes should definitely be included, and the San Jose Sharks' start to the season should definitely be included. Did you see Kapanen's response to why he threw a stick? Yeah, that was that was this... dumb. He, he basically like... stated that he didn't know that was a rule, that you can't throw your stick or throw a broken stick. What do you think the difference is between throwing a broken stick and, and throwing stick. a real stick? There's no difference at all. If it's anything, throwing a broken stick is worse. Did you know actually that, a um, little off topic, but if you see a broken stick on the ice, you could get a penalty for that? Sorry, what, so repeat it. You cut off for a second. If you break your stick and you skate with it in your hand for like two or three strides, oh, yeah. you could get a penalty for yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, a delay game. It, yeah, so when NHL players break their stick, they know it right away, and they just, like, draw away it. from the puck. Yeah, like, like say if Matthews, like, he'll get a pass or something, and the stick breaks, he'll just drop it, like, because it's a penalty. I don't know what but, like, thinking. Yeah, that Kaepernick one was so <laughs> stupid. Like, even if dumb. he didn't know it was a penalty shot, which I honestly didn't even know, it's, regardless, it's a penalty, like... How do you not know? You play in the best hockey league. I know, man. That cost them the game. That really cost them the game. It tied the game, right? It tied the game, game and then Montreal got so fired up after that, and then they ended up coming out and winning, I think it was shooting. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Okay. Well, 
that's enough for stupid topics. Actually, it's not because there's another stupid quote we have to say. Uh, what you say, Jason Derulo? What What are we playing? What you say? <laughs> it's gonna be edited in later. All right, we don't have the technology as friggin' TSN or sports We're not right now. Yeah, honestly. So, um, another stupid quote uh, this week comes. I I don't. I think it was Eric Francis. Or someone on the Calgary Flames uh, panel for the game, doing the Kings and uh, uh, Flames game, obviously. Uh, this was Eric Francis' comments on Milan Lucic, taking Milan Lucic over James Neal this year. Well, that's it. If you're a Flames fan you're at home, you probably received several texts already tonight from Oilers fans saying, we win the fight, we won the trade, four goals for James Neal. James Neal was never going to do that here in Calgary. Disengaged, too slow, not playing top six minutes. Let's talk about Lucic. Lucic now leading in his own category, which is penalty minutes in the National Hockey League. And this is an element that Calgary players dearly were looking for. My quote of the week, what you say, funniest quote of the week, uh, goes to Drew Doughty. His quote necessarily necessarily wasn't funny, but the situation was um, earlier this week, I think it was on Sunday night, um, the Flames and the Kings squared off in a little bit of a rivalry game and Drew Doughty obviously has some some beef with the Flames fans fan base and um Matthew Kachuk and yep. Drew Doughty scored ended up scoring an overtime winner and Sellied cra- like his Sellie was just it was pretty funny actually. It was, <laughs> was kind of crazy. Um anyways, here's Drew Doughty's thoughts on that overtime winner. Yeah, I mean I mean, as much as I love getting booed every time we touch the puck, you kind of want to shove it in your faces. And before that overtime started, and you had a great opportunity, and I was like, every time I get that puck, I'm ripping. Honestly, like, that rivalry might be the best rivalry in the league right now, besides, like, Reeves and Evander Kane. Like, yeah. Drew Doughty and Kachuk just go at it every night. Kachuk suspended, I think, two years ago for elbowing him in the head, and it's just continued since then. I, I love watching those two play. Yeah, that, that rivalry is so entertaining, and they hyped it up so much, too, and it yeah. like definitely delivered. Like, Kachuk scored two goals, one to tie it, one was beautiful, the second to tie it. Yeah, that and was really And then Doughty nice. ripped the OT winner yeah. and sallied so hard. So, like, they built it up so much, and it, like, definitely delivered. Like, that was probably one of the best games of the week. Yeah, for sure it was. Like, Doughty, I think, played, like, a ton as well. Like, he played 26, 27 minutes, so, like, he was out there a ton, and it just, like, it made up for all that hype. Yep. All right, uh, last quarter of the day, Joe. All right, so I'm going to go back to my boy, The Real Deal, and he was on. <laughs> That's the, all you've been talking about this week. <laughs> the, the Real Deal. had an unreal story. Like, I can't just he deserves not mention it. it. Yeah, yeah. He, he deserves it, man. He got ripped so hard in Calgary last year, and, like, the fact that he has as many goals in four games that he did last year in 63, like, he kind of deserves <laughs> praise this week. He's yeah. not going to continue. Anyways. <laughs> So going back to my quote, so the real deal. So he was on a TSN radio show called Overdrive in Toronto. And he was on, uh, and he was one of the panel, one of the co-hosts, Jeff O'Neill, who used to play in the NHL, kind of <laughs> ripped him a little bit heading into the season in a few in a few days ago. And they got Neil on call. He called in. They got him on. And this is what Neil had to say to O-Dog on Overdrive. I was listening to you guys before the, I think it was before the game, Old Dog gave me like four minutes with McDavid or something, or like three shifts, he said, and I'd, then we'd be split up. <laughs> but, <laughs> I never, what are you talking about, like, three he's shifts? Like, he's like, I think, I think uh, Drysdale will be back there in three shifts. I'm like, oh, thanks, Old Dog. Honestly, gutless by Old Dog. 
gutless. Oh, the dog. guy said he would last like three shifts yeah. with McDavid that night, and then <laughs> James Neal he- hears it and then he jabs it back at O Dog. He should have mentioned something with his weight because the weigh-in was this Friday. So <laughs> O Dog is a hefty lad. Two sixty-three. Yeah, at least he lost a couple pounds, man. He was 267 a few weeks ago. He lost four <laughs> pounds. He's got to keep... Unfortunately, again, Canada Thanksgiving, that guy, he's oh going to be a disaster. Yeah. He's going he's to weigh in at 270 next week, probably. 274. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, that wraps up uh, what you say. Thanks, Jason. That's my new segment. favorite. That's my new favorite segment, I think. that's that's. A good one. I think it adds more character to the podcast. So, yeah, yeah thanks good. to Jason Drula for uh, kind of... I don't know, giving us this idea. So uh, we'll move on to our, I think, main idea of the podcast uh, throughout last year and this year going forward. Uh, Battle of the Buds, uh, second week of this segment. Obviously, me and Joe did not do good. We're both at one and two. Flegger uh, is at two and one this past week. Uh, you got the Bruins versus Coyotes right and the Canucks versus Kings right. Uh, so you could mention your games this week because you are the winner from last week. So, uh, yeah, here you go, Flegger. Before I mention this week's games, I want to mention that although I got the Bruins versus Coyotes right last Saturday, I did get my 82-game challenge wrong. I bet the puck line, and they only won by one goal. So apologies if you tailed me there. Uh, anyway, on to this week. Um, I'm picking the Bruins again tonight on a Saturday <laughs> night game. Uh, they're playing the Devils. The way that the Devils have been looking, I just I really think that the Bruins are going to take this. They're coming home. This is their first game um, at home. They're coming off yep. of that big road trip that we talked about before. I think the Bruins are taking this one hands down. I'm actually taking the Bruins puck line again in my oh, 80, no. <laughs> 82 game challenge um, play. So you could probably find odds for that at about plus 130. Uh, if you're into gambling, you could look look into that further. But that's my my play for today. Big Bruins fan, Andrew Flager this year. Uh, yeah. I, I'm also going with the Bruins. Uh, Anaheim is at the Bruins. I'm also going with the Bruins in this one on October 14th. Uh, I think the Bruins are just really good and really good at home. So with that first line pass track, Bergeron Marchand, uh, I see them scoring goals and seeing them winning this game versus the Ducks. All right. And then I got another game tonight. I got Leafs. I have to try and picking the Leafs in this one after those terrible games, <laughs> that terrible game against Tampa. I think they'll rebound against the Red Wings, but I'm not too confident in this one because the Red Wings always give Toronto trouble. Yeah, they do. They, they, they're very pesky against them. They just beat Montreal the other night, which I was pissed. But anyways, yeah. they're, just, they're just pesky. Like they just, they just stick around and whatever. So I'm going to pick the Leafs because I think they'll bounce back. But like I will not be surprised if Detroit like wins it in like OT or shoot it or something. Yeah, I, I recommend fading that one if uh, you're looking to pick Fade. a winner in that game. Uh, no offense, Joe. <laughs> Moving on to October 17th, later on in the week, I'm going to be taking the Predators against the Coyotes. I think the Predators have been – we haven't really talked about them much um, on this episode at all, but they've been looking good yeah, they, yeah, to start really the season. Yeah. They have. And, Duchesne's been great. Yeah, Duchesne actually – I think he has like eight points. He's almost – he's up there for uh, yeah, points he's been good. in the league yeah. right now. Uh, I just – I think the Coyotes are dog shit this year, so <laughs> I'm going with the Predators to beat them on the road. All right, I'm just going to jump in here tonight. <laughs> this game to oh, anyway, this is the 17th. But speaking of the Coyotes, tonight is Phil the Thrills 1000th career game. Is it? He's yes, going to get a hat trick. He's probably going to get wow. a hat trick. Wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Good for Phil, man. 
Guy looks like a water buffalo, but he's still playing hockey. All right. And his hairline is absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> no, he's he's amazing. Like his Iron Man streak's unreal. But shit, I didn't even know that. Jeez, okay. Yeah. Fun fact from Joe. Uh you done talking about that flagger? We can move on. Yeah, move on. Okay. Uh I'm taking the Winnipeg Jets in the game versus the Islanders. Islanders are going to Bell MTS Center. I think the Winnipeg Jets will win over the New York Islanders on October seventeenth. Alright, so my next game, I'm going to stick with the Red Hot Hurricanes, who are in LA October 15th, which I believe is on Tuesday. Okay, just a bit of technical difficulties here with the N10 Puck Talk podcast crew. Uh, it actually cut out during the Battle of the Buds segment, so I'm just going to relay quick what uh, each of us picked. Uh, AJ picked Bruins versus Devils. He took the Bruins over the Devils today. Predators over the Coyotes October 17th. Uh, Golden Knights over the Senators October 17th. I took Boston over Anaheim October 14th, Winnipeg over the Islanders October 17th, and Chicago over Columbus October 18th. And then Joe took Leafs over Detroit today, tonight, Hurricanes over the LA Kings on October 15th, and the Capitals over the New York Rangers on October 18th. Uh, Sorry about the technical difficulties. And then pretty much after that, we just wrapped up the episode, uh, just shared our thoughts on a few things. Uh, go check us out on the Breakdown Sports on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, just uh, keep updated on the MLB playoffs as it's really tight right now. NFL started, basketball is starting the preseason, and uh, hockey's right and rolling. So, uh, just for my last words, I always I'm always going to do this throughout the season. Uh, just the point leaders and the goal leaders in between weeks. So the goal leader right now in the NHL is James Neal at seven, and the point leader in the NHL right now is Patrick Laine with ten points. So. Uh, thank you very much for listening to episode two, season two of End to End with TV Joe and Flags. We'll chat with you guys next week.